Welcome to We Talk About Movies. I'm Kevin. I'm Ruth. And it's been a long time since we've done this. Probably, what, two years? It's been years. So, and you can tell we've got some new music. Hope you guys like it. <laughs> Does Ruth like it? I don't really care about the music. You do. So, the music you're listening to, just an FYI, is from, if you go to a website, josephmcdade.com. Um, he gives out free music for people who want to use music in their podcasts or YouTube videos or whatever. And then you can uh, support him on Patreon to get more music. But I feel like it's pretty good stuff. I've got a lot of options. So I'm trying to convince Ruth to let me just pick a new one every week. If you want to, then you go right ahead. Every week. Like, we're going to do this every week. But every yeah, new episode. <laughs> that's a pretty lofty goal. Yeah. But, um... Anyways, I feel like this music's pretty cool, and, and I liked it because it's kind of like inspirational rock, and I think it fits with the theme, so the movie that we're going to re- be reviewing today is About Time. It was actually made in 2013. It's on Netflix right now. If you're, Is it actually a Netflix movie? No, it's not. Because you a... said it was a Netflix movie. No, it, it's a movie on Netflix. Okay, that's what confused me when we first were going to watch it. Yeah, cause... so the name of the movie is About Time. It came out in 2013. And Rachel McAdams and and the guy who the played um, General Hux in <laughs> Star the new the Star Wars Star stuff. Wars yeah um, anyways it, the, it's been a while since we've done this so um, I'm gonna wind the music down now been a while yeah I mean it's been the last a long time, time we did it was in our house in Flower Mound right and in Flower Mound Texas and yep. now we live we live in, in uh, St Louis O'Fallon Missouri well, which is a suburb of yeah. St Louis and Gosh, back, I think the last time we did this, we had two kids. I'm, we, I was pregnant, I'm sure, yeah, with Clark. Because our, yeah, so we have Our four, third child, Clark, We have four kids now. Who is a girl, just yeah. <laughs> Clark is a girl. We, we've got two boys and two girls now. And uh, But anyways, the thing I wanted to get to was, if you are new to the podcast or don't know how we do this, oh, this yes. is a spoiler podcast. So we're going to be talking about... Anything. Um, about time. We're going to go through the whole movie. So I do recommend if you haven't seen it that you stop and go watch it. And Unless can, you don't mind the yeah, spoilers. Yeah, if you don't mind the spoilers. But I will say I do recommend seeing this movie because I really liked it. And I liked it um, too. So go watch it and then come back and listen. Ready? Especially because it's on Netflix. So you don't even most. I mean, a lot. Most. I don't want to say most people have Netflix. A lot of, a people, lot of people have Netflix. A lot of people though. have access to a Netflix account. Right. It may not be theirs. Not a lot of people necessarily like pay for Netflix. Kind of like some people use ours a lot. Yeah. So <laughs> We pay for it, though. Yeah. That's the American way is to use your parents' Netflix account or something. Or your other, some other family member. Yeah. yeah. Although, um, we pay for our own. So We do. Good for us. <laughs> we're, we're big kids now. Yeah. Um, so anyways, about time. It's a, a movie generally about... Well, we should catch up on our lives a little bit because it's been so long. Well, yeah, we should. Good I idea. I mean, you were just going to gloss over the fact that we moved here and we've had a fourth baby now. We've had a fourth baby. Also... We, we literally missed a whole pregnancy and a baby since the last so time we've done this. There was actually a um, another one that we recorded that we never published. Um, it, Which one? It was... Um, the Greatest Showman. I don't think we ever published that one. Oh, we did. That's right. Because I think you just recorded it on your phone or something. I, um, right? I don't, yeah. I don't, let me see. I vaguely remember that. Because so so many things have changed since we did this. The last time we recorded a podcast, I was still working at SEI. Yeah. And then. Because we were still in Flower Moon. Yeah. 
and then so the um i'm looking us up because again it has been so long since we did one of these yeah the last one we did was the one with um with that you published you mean yeah the or? last one we published was the fifth element the fifth element yeah. oh oh we yeah. did with our really sweet friends tate, yeah, and, kelsey. tate and kelsey and um so Missed i miss them a lot tate and tate was my coworker at the time that we recorded that episode and yeah. not long after that um i got you got I cut. got cut. I got fired from that company. Which let's well, not even go down that road because it just makes me so angry. Still, yeah, because was, they literally didn't have a good reason to fire you. They but, had no reason. But but I know. Okay, we won't go down there. The, the point of moral of the story is that was probably the best thing that's ever happened to me. So true. Like whatever. I don't think I should have been fired either. But the what it led to was was pretty amazing. So. Right, because at the time I was pregnant, they mm-hmm. gave you a severance package, essentially. Yeah. Like, even though part, they fired part, you, but yeah, they gave us uh, insurance. Co- Cobra Health Insurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they, they knew you were pregnant. Right. So, you know, I, I don't really like to say bad things about people and companies and things like that. So let's talk about the good things. Yes, they did they do that, and I did like that. That gave, was very thoughtful. Yeah, they gave us Cobra, co- paid for a Cobra coverage until, like, through... The, the, the due date was August, so yeah. they gave us Cobra through the end of September, right? Um, to make sure that the birth we were and any other you know complications or whatever mm-hmm. right after birth would have been uh, covered by the health insurance that I had through the company. So that was wonderful. Um, and it then, also kind of gave you an opportunity to work on some of side projects that you had sort of done for a long time, and then you decided to. Yeah, so you're in business, um, essentially. Yeah, if we're going to just, you know, really gloss over, because there's so much that's happened to us in the last two years. But that's why I'm trying um, to hit the highlights. Yeah, so I got because fired that from the happened, company, started thinking, all right. We had the security of the insurance. Yeah, I had about, it was about five months of insurance that we had. So I was like, okay. You already I, had a client that wanted to. Yeah, I, I do was more. doing freelance work, which I've always, like, I have Done. never just been a, oh, I just have one job. I've always, I'm, I'm too much of someone who likes to do stuff and and be productive and create things like this podcast, right? So I was always doing stuff. And at the time, it was actually really wonderful timing. One of the clients I had been doing just some side freelance work, software development. Which, for a couple of years. Yeah, for a couple of years. But, but it was all side work. And frankly, right. like the stuff I had done while it was just side work, I'm embarrassed by now that you know, I spent the next two years. So, so basically what happened is I was able to start my own business and I was able to do software development and IT consulting for a couple of different companies. And it was great. And I loved it. Um, in the meantime, one of my clients, I ended up, you know, the, the app I built for him, which is an app that helps connect, uh, people experiencing homelessness to housing. And it's a really cool, like uh, software application and it's a really great mission that we're trying to solve. And I ended up, you know, becoming a co-founder of that company. So and you still are. I am still a co-founder of that company and we're, we're trying to grow it and, and it's actually going fairly well. So especially with everything that's going on in the world yeah. right now, I'm sure a lot of people are going to start becoming homeless. Well, yeah, or, especially, uh, you know, people who have lost their jobs and you know, of the they're, Rona. they're now like two months behind on rent and yeah homelessness is is i mean it's a big issue anyways and this is just exacerbating it and 
our software is really helping in the few communities that are using it already. They're, they're seeing some really good results. So um, that's a really cool thing that, that I'm doing. And, um, but I was also able to just start a normal consulting business. And the other huge thing was um, we, you know, my plan with that consulting company was um, I'll retire here. Like the, the way right. the, the compensation worked and being there a long time, really, you know, you could earn a lot of money there. And so that's what I thought. And then all of a sudden I got, got fired, fired. Yeah. and it really, you know, we stepped back and took a look at what was going on in our lives and, and what was important. And my mom was, you know, near the end of, of the, of stage three ovarian cancer. She didn't have a lot of time left. And so, well, and she had already survived for seven, seven years. years yeah. yeah. There's like a 20 or 25% survival rate, five years for survival five years, rate. Right. From and, her diagnosis. Yeah, so she was at um, just over seven years. She was seven. Valentine's Day was when she was diagnosed. So yeah, I remember it was February. So it was like reason. seven and a half years. Anyways, um, we knew my mom was coming towards the end and it eventually occurred to us. What if we moved up there and, Spend you know, my, which we were living in Texas. My mom lived in St. Louis. That's where I grew up. Um, let's see, get as much time as we can with her and let our kids try to get to know her as much as possible. And also just be there for my family. And be, my mom was raising my niece. And um, so now my stepdad is doing that, you know, by himself. Although her biological mother, my sister, has moved back to St. Louis. and We didn't know that at the time, yeah, though. we didn't know that was going to happen. So we really wanted to just be here for Aaliyah and be here for Doug and everyone else here who loves my mom. And um, it also is just a lot cheaper place to live. So when, when I was starting my own business and... Gave and, us a little bit of a safety net. Yeah, it was really easy to have a bad month or a bad three months um, which I actually never had any bad months with the business. No, but which we, really you have lucky. to prepare, right? Yeah, you so be prepared for anything. Uh, moving here, it was so much cheaper than than Dallas because the cost of living in Dallas had just gone crazy in the ten years I lived there. Well, and we built a home. Yeah, and we'd only lived there for two year, two years, three years. Um, about three years. Yeah, in Farmount, and we sold it for a profit. It was, a pretty substantial yeah, profit. Yeah, it was silly. Because um, that's how crazy the Dallas market is, though. Yeah, and they, so we were able to downsize when we moved here to save some money. Yeah, and and, and the just high level on that, the conventional wisdom is if you build a house, you've got to stay in it for seven years just to break even when you right. sell it. And we built it. We sold three years later. And we made um, like a remember. 15% profit on it. Yeah. Like after all the fees crazy. and everything, like it was, it was pretty crazy. So anyways, we moved to St. Louis. I started my business, did, was doing pretty well. Well, let's backtrack a little bit. We waited till after Clark was born yeah, we, because I was pregnant. We didn't want to move yeah. until after Clark was born. Yep. So, so we couldn't move. She was born August 8th and we moved one week later. Yeah. Our Ruth, it was like nine or 10 days post delivery. Oh yes. Cause she was born like on a Wednesday or something and you left that Friday or Saturday. So it was something like nine. I know or 10 it was days. about, a, yeah, about a week. Um, just over, you a know, we, we wanted to get up to St. Louis and spend as much time with my mom as we possibly could. And we did that. And, and we wish we had had more time. We only got about six weeks before she ended up passing, but, um, it was a wonderful six weeks. And, 
you know, I know it just meant the world to her that we were coming up here to be with her and to be with the rest of the family. And, um, we miss Still her a lot. Still think it's the right decision. Yeah. Um, I'm, and I mean, what it's led to now is I ended up closing the consulting business I was doing because one of my clients, which is based here in St. Louis, ended up offering me a full-time job to run their IT department. And that was just a few weeks ago. I mean, yeah, you haven't been there well, that long. Not weeks. Uh, my start date was in March. Oh, it was in March? Yeah. Gosh. So. Okay. <laughs> Why does it feel? I don't know. I, don't I think know. because we were just so busy. Yeah. We're, we're very busy with four kids under five, but that's been really great. And that is, you know, I, part of me is like, oh, I would love to still have my own business. But at the same time, there's things about owning your own business that are really hard and really frustrating. And like the fact that I have paid time off and like, yeah. I took a day off work to go to the, zoo. to the zoo with Ruth and her sister Sharon and all of our kids. And in theory, yeah, I own my own business. I set we my own schedule. We would, I could but, do whatever I want. But the reality yeah. was I did it for two years and literally had no never took off. a day off, was working holidays, was doing all of that stuff. And so evenings, the reality weekends. of being an employee right now while we have all these young kids and everything. And, but that being said, it had to be the right job. I'm not the type of person who can right. go sit down in an office and have someone tell me what to do and second guess me. Like, that's just not, it's not that I'm like arrogant or feel like I'm always right. You like, just like using your brain. I just can't, I don't thrive in a situation where I am micromanaged, micromanaged and, mm. and where my, my input's not valid and, and not valued. And that's really what, what, sunk me at that consulting company is they told me we want employee owners. We want people to help us grow this business, not just do consulting. And I got in there and it was exactly the opposite. They were like, yeah, you're right. We don't care about your ideas. Um, They also said like, no one's a junior person. Everyone comes in at the same level. And basically when I got there, it was like, no, you know, know your place, you know, don't tell us it. And then, the funny thing is like the, the two or three big suggestions I made and they were like, quiet down, not you. They ended up doing that like soon after I recommended it. So like it's just some personal validation, but at any rate, um, that's a lot of stuff and you may not care. Hopefully you do, but well, they can um, fast forward through this part. They don't have to listen. Yeah. So the other thing is all of this is, is somewhat relevant to the movie because, um, I'm not a crier. I actually shed a few tears in this movie because it reminded me. You did? Yeah. I know I did. I don't remember you. I did. One or two. Because it it really hits home, especially with all this stuff. With my mom passing away. I mean, my mom was incredible. We Everyone loves my mom. It's, you know. Yeah. Everyone loves my mom. But, you know, obviously me and, and Ruth had a really wonderful relationship. Like, Probably as good a relationship as you can have with a mother-in-law who lives 600 miles away. Like right, yeah. Ruth and my mom, were they had a wonderful relationship. And we miss her a lot. And this movie, um, because you should have seen it, because we told you to go watch it, um, you know. Like, the, the, the key relationship, I feel like, in this movie is not actually the main character and his wife. And his wife. It's like him and his dad. Dad, yeah. That's the real like tear tearjerker. Like that's the relationship that really gets you. It is, and which is funny because he definitely spends more time on screen with Rachel McAdams, which yeah. is his wife, yeah, the of character. Course. 
But yeah, that's the relationship part that I think I cried at too, as a parent. I think that's part of it too, because we're parents. Of course. So one of the things that was really heartwarming to me um, at the very end where he was like, let's take a walk. And they like went back to when he was six or something and went, you know, walked on the beach with his, yeah, with his dad. Yeah. And I was like, well, what's really cool about that is like, if that's the one moment for them, like our oldest kids four. So like yeah. we haven't had that moment yet. And so I could tell you're getting choked. Up yeah, too. I am. I know <laughs> because you know, it, it gets to you. Right. And I don't have, I can't go in the closet and go backwards in time. Right. So, it's really nice to know that these really powerful moments in our lives, you know, uh, God willing that I survive to my kids seeing that age, um, that's still ahead of us, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. And it makes you want to make memories like that. Yeah. And be more conscious about yeah, doing I, things with your kids and I, being I, in the moment. I can, you know, I, I told Ruth, I was like, all right, tomorrow we're building a fort. Like I have a terrible habit of getting on my phone and not paying attention to my kids and i do it too i'm guilty you're not as guilty as me and it's just it's silly that i do that and this movie is one of those things that really like made me recognize that and in outside of watching the movie the reason i actually found the movie is because i'm i saved it to the netflix yeah i had no idea like independent of of me what i was doing is, is i'm I'm getting interested in this uh, philosophy of stoicism, which is, it's not like a religion. It's just a philosophy of a bunch of people that lived about 2,600 years ago. And it's really, you know, if you're not familiar with it, it's mainly like there, there's very little in the world that you can actually control. So don't worry about anything you can't control. Like you can't control what happens. You can only control your reaction to what happens. Um, and it's, it's basically this, like live a simple life, like figure out what's really important. And I was like, I want to watch a movie that kind of exemplifies these values. And so I was just Googling, like, what's a movie, what's a stoicism movie. And this isn't like, there's no philosophy in this movie, but a lot of the like tenets of this movie, the big things, like imagine the superpower, you can go relive a day as many times as you want. You can do whatever you, you want to do. And, and our culture to me, like the hedonistic culture that we all live in is like, we'll just go, you know, back in time and, and, you know, you can do whatever drugs you want or you can, you know, go sleep around or whatever. And I mean that like, that's not what you and I, right. you and I don't do that. We didn't do those when we were <laughs> I sure younger hope or you're whatever. Not doing that. <laughs> but like, that would have been the culturally appropriate like way for these people to use their gift. Right. And they didn't do that. Like one of the cool lines in the movie is, well, what do you, what did you do with it? I read a lot of books. Right. Like, That's what the dad says. Yeah, he's reading. He goes, it, like, I read Charles every Dickinson book twice. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, what a wonderful way to like, you're not, Going out and, you know, spending a bunch of money on stupid things. Well, because that was the first question the son asked, right? What about money? Like, can yeah. you accumulate all this money? And the yeah. dad, the character, he says, well, that was your uncle so-and-so and didn't work out so great for him. He says, I wouldn't yeah. waste your time. Yeah. I mean, it, it is, I will say, like, 
if you're familiar with this podcast, I love to find plot holes, and there are too many plot oh holes in this gosh. movie. Like you, it was bothering me. Yeah, and because I was watching this movie, because I knew like it was going to be about n- not being materialistic and and like love and all those things. I was really focusing on that and not the plot holes, but they jump out at you and you just have, if you're going to really enjoy the movie, you've got to just ignore it. Just take it for, I mean like the first, okay. The one that really bothered me the most was the night he met her. The first time he met her in the, First of all, what is with these dark bars where you, or restaurants where you go and you can't see? I think it how would be, on earth do you eat? Well, it's uh, and apparently the servers are blind people, and no, yeah, well, yeah, well, the guy that sat them was, but no, I think the the servers are all completely blind. Are they blind or do they wear like night vision? Because I feel like I saw that in another I mean, movie. It, There's it, another movie and I don't remember which one it was. Oh, I think it's uh, the, with Reese Witherspoon. I don't know. I, it, uh, give me a minute and I'll think of the okay. name of the movie. Well, if but, these things really exist, I think it'd be great to give the jobs to people who are visually impaired because that's a job they could actually do, which is. Yes. And that's all fine. But my point is for people that can see and are not used to that. Yeah. Sensation. I thought I think How it would be eat? really cool. I mean, I would love to do that. Like you and I go and Plus they were there like for a, three hours. Yeah. That they were was eating dinner crazy. for three hours. Yeah. And, and But anyway, back to my point. Sorry, I went on a tangent there because that was silly. But he didn't or he goes back in time because the guy he's living with, his play did terribly because the actor forgot the lines. Yeah. So he goes back to fix that. But then he loses her number because he never went to the restaurant. Yeah. So you and I are sitting there like, okay, so does he have to pick? Well, is he going to go back again? I'm like, why doesn't he go back earlier in the day yeah. and tell the actor, hey, maybe you should look yeah. at your lines, whatever. And so then it's silly because then comes the most awkward part of the movie where he stalks her at the Kate Moss uh, yeah. Super weird. museum yeah. thing. I mean, that was the most painfully awkward Ruth was thing. like literally... <laughs> So uncomfortable watching those moments. She, yes. She was fidgeting in, on the couch. She was just like, oh, I can't watch it. Don't act like, like you weren't either. No, I, I know, but I don't I don't usually see you. Like, you love shows like The Office and things like that where it's intentionally <laughs> awkward. And I kind of cringe at those types of TV shows. <laughs> so I thought it was funny. I felt like you were more cringy with it was this movie. Bad. It Mainly was. Mainly because I was trying to envision myself as her and I'm like... It would be super creepy if some yeah. guy just walked up to him and was like, hi, Mary. Yeah. Well, Weird. for me, it'd be like, hey, Ruth. Yeah. How do you know my name? Yeah. My mother's name is Ruth. You look like a Ruth. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Weird. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, the other thing that was really frustrating about that is like, that was a wonderful way to meet your future wife, a wonderful moment. Like, if it's me, I will do whatever it takes. To make sure that we have that, ex- like, she remembers that experience. Like, that's where, I mean, I don't want to say love at first sight, which is funny because they were. They were in the dark. But, but, <laughs> but I, you right. feel like he But he it's funny because they her. made a connection before they saw each other. That's right. what was so beautiful about it, too. Yeah. And you can't, it, with the power he had, it is absurd that he didn't find a way to, to go fix back. that play. And still have that first experience with yeah. her. Like, it's it's just Absurd. Silly. It's silly. But... He did fix it later. 
Yeah, he got to the party and then they had that nice dinner together, yeah. which was still cute too, but it's still absurd. It really bothered me. Yeah. But that's just an example of the many plot holes that are yeah. in the movie. So if you ignore the plot holes and you just really enjoy the movie for what it was and the message it the brings. The message, yeah. That's um, more what it's for. It was it was really powerful. I mean, you know, just to kind of recap some of the things. Like I said, reading. Like, what a wonderful way to, like, read classical literature to spend this unlimited amount of time. Yeah. And then, um, you know, there was no... Like, let's, let's just go, like, you know, it, let's just go spend I a mean, bunch of money. Like, oh, let's just put it on the credit card and, and, you know, I could spend $50,000 today, do something really fun, like rent a yacht and then just go back in time. I already and had never the experience. Do it. Yeah. And like none of that, he didn't do any of that stuff. And I think. No, but he did, uh, relive the night he went home with his yeah. wife. For the first time yeah. but, several times. But, like, and so he relives, like, oh, they did it. And then he goes back and does it again. And he goes back and does it again. But what's funny is, like, the last time after he's done going back, she's like, what, only once? Yeah. And so it's like, you didn't have to <laughs> You didn't need to go back power. and do that. And that's yeah. really the message of this whole movie is you don't need this power to live this life. Right. And it, it actually, it's funny you bring that up because several times that happens. Like on their wedding day, he goes, do you wish you had chosen a different day? Because it rained, poured on their wedding day. Yeah. And you can tell he's asking her, like, I'll go back and change it. She doesn't know. Right. But, um, and she's saying, no, not at all. N- yeah. Definitely not. Don't. Right. Never. And then even at the end of the movie, he's says he didn't even follow his father's advice anymore reliving the everyday right he said i don't really go back in time at all now i just you just live live every every day day. you know it it was really cool i think one of the most powerful scenes for me as far as the message is concerned was like when he actually did live a day and then went back and he thought it was a terrible day but then yeah, and, you know, just like when he was walking through that train station and just stopping for 10 seconds to look around and, and like, appreciate the architecture of this thing that some architect and hundreds of laborers and whatever built this huge, you know, massive thing. And, um, you know, we have those things all over the world and people just walk through them without even ever paying attention. And... You know, those things are in our lives every day, like right everywhere. And we just have to take the time to sit back and, and, you know, experience it. And if, if we don't, that's like I said, I, I have been on a bit of a personal mission to get my nose out of my phone, to spend time with my kids, to spend time with my wife. To, you know, use the time I have to try to become more of a virtuous person, which is like the goal of stoicism. And um, I have a long way to go, but like this movie was really wonderful for me in just like aligning with, yeah, these are the things that are important. This is a way that you can live your life to not feel like you're missing anything. Right. So, I was... Yeah, I really liked it. It's definitely a good message as far as, 
what is it? Um, you heard it on the radio. Today's the best day of my life. Every day you wake up and yeah. you say, today's the best day of my life. Right. It's funny that I heard that on, if anyone's from St. Louis, on 105.7 The Point, their morning show, which is a very like crude, crass, I think it was like my, um, oh, I don't have um, satellite radio in my car. Right. It's and only I was driving thing. and for some, like I didn't have any podcast queued up or something. And I was like, whatever, I just need to listen to something. So I threw this on and, and like they have. You don't normally listen to it. I know no, you said because you're not a big yeah. fan of it. Well, but. and they have like silly segments. Like, first of all, like the worst radio segment ever of we're going to look at pictures of topless girls and see if they're fake or real. And it's like, yeah. number one, not interested. Number two, it's a completely visual exercise that you're doing <laughs> over the radio. Like, yeah, that's makes no sense. Pretty terrible. Yeah. So, anyways, but like one of the guys on that crude show, they were talking about like his philosophy is today is the best day of my life. It's the only day you get to that you have like possession of right now to change or, or, you know, do anything. And, and it was like, oh, getting some profound wisdom right from on this show. the guy who's 15 <laughs> minutes later going to talk about real or fake it's kind of right. weird but it's yeah it's an interesting way to think about it yeah all you have is this day today so make it the best day of your life yeah so you did a good job today i did built I, a fort with the kids played yeah. in the sprinkler yeah it was fun too we watched a movie sort yeah. of <laughs> our kids are still afraid of movies yeah it is funny. Like our four-year-old. And He's we, branching out finally. He is branching out. But we kind of knew. Like we tried to watch Frozen. And we were like, I, I think know. that ice monster is really going to scare him. Well, and honestly, we I right. thought Caleb was going to stay in the basement because he was watching Pete the Cat. Yeah. He asked for Pete the Cat. And then, oh, no, the monitor died. Sorry. It's okay. Um, and then I thought Clark came upstairs and Grant wasn't really doing anything. I yeah. think he just wasn't interested. And so I really turned it on because I was like, I want Clark to watch it because she yeah. might like it. And she's not as fearful. Yeah, she's not. So, she's almost two. And she didn't care about the ice monster. But her two I older brothers did. I think she's had a little more exposure, though, because yeah. really we did not start watching movies until Grant was yeah. um, one or older, honestly, because I just made yeah. it a point to never have the TV on. Yeah. And now we have Friday night movie night, which today is Saturday. And we usually do Friday and Saturday, but yeah, yeah. well, they missed it yesterday because they were misbehaving. They were bad. They were really bad and they were bad for the babysitter. And I don't like that. Nope. That's unacceptable. Unacceptable. <laughs> I'm sure my, our kids, when they grow up, they're going to be like, mom, I used to hate it when you would say that is unacceptable behavior. Yeah. Cause I tell them that when they do something really bad. Unacceptable. Yeah. Unacceptable behavior. Because I figure that's better than saying, you're awful. (laughs) That's terrible. Why'd you do that? (laughs) What happens when we make bad decisions? Oh, they really hate when you ask that, too. What's the answer? (laughs) We live with the consequences. And really, what happens when you make any decision? You You live live with with the consequences, consequences. good or bad. Yeah. So, so. we're working on that with our kids. But, yeah, they eventually, hopefully, they'll watch movies with us. But if they can't even get through Frozen, it's a problem. Like I said, Clark is our oldest Clark daughter. Clark was fine when the, too, when the perfectly monster fine. or whatever. Grant is our um, second son. Very and sensitive. He, I mean, we knew he wasn't going to be up for it. And for Caleb, it was like. But honestly, Grant was fine until then. He yeah. 
well, sat he just with likes us. To sit in your lap. Yeah, he did, but usually he's very upset about it. Yeah, like he's crying or telling you to turn it off, and mm-hmm. he didn't today. Yeah. and he actually said, "Oh yeah, frozen," yeah. which was shocking. That was very shocking because normally he starts crying before you even turn it yeah. on. To give says, you an idea no, no. of how nervous Grant is, he was scared of the sprinkler. He would not run through the sprinkler. <laughs> I don't know if he's scared, but he didn't like it. Yeah, he definitely he, didn't like it. We we maybe got out he there. was cold. Daddy was know. in his swimsuit, and then Caleb and Clark, our first and our third kids, were just running through. They were just getting like pelted in the face with. <laughs> well, water. Clark was sticking her head <laughs> in it. <laughs> it was really funny, and Grant was just standing on the front porch, would not come over. I yeah. carried him over. He didn't like getting at all wet, which is just silly. He um, will eventually. He, will, yeah. he just takes a lot longer to he does. warm up to things. But he's he's a wonderful kid. I know. I love him. I love, I love them him. all. Yeah, they're good kids. So I just don't get to participate as much because I get to hold Hayden. Yeah, Hayden's our fourth baby. I don't think we've said her name yet. Probably not. Yeah, she's almost six months old. We're really looking forward to the crawling and walking stages where she's, you know, not always either. Right now, it almost feels like it's gotten a little better in the last week or so. But all of a sudden, she's sitting she's, up better. If but. if she's not being held, she's crying. Well, I think she's also teething. Yeah, I think that's the other problem. So <laughs> it's it's a really difficult time for Ruth because she's got four kids at home. We are sending the two older ones to daycare a couple of days a week, but um, espe- like it was it was a lot easier when she was younger, two months old, three months old, and you literally just lay her down and she's fine right she was so good she yeah. was a very easy baby i mean but now well, she, she wants was, to be held and yeah I know. holding one baby and dealing with three other toddlers essentially caleb i guess isn't i don't know if you call him a toddler when he's four but I don't know. little um, kid yeah it's it's hard ruth is a saint mommy's tired yeah mommy's always tired yeah although i'm especially tired because they woke up at five thirty. yeah well caleb did yeah. Maybe we got coronavirus. I don't know. I don't say that. That's not true. You don't know. No, it's not. And we've literally had no symptoms. You, Yeah, like, like I had a stomachache last weekend. And then you said your stomach been felt a little weird. weird. And then Grant had diarrhea. Grant did. And Caleb bit. woke up this morning saying his stomach hurt. Yeah, but so. I'm pretty sure Caleb was just hungry because he got his food taken away last night because he wasn't minding his manners yeah. at the table. And nausea is not a prominent symptom of coronavirus. Yeah. You could also just have a stomach bug. Yeah. Maybe we've got to like. <laughs> really... So I was like, don't put that out there. People are going to assume that we have yeah, no, coronavirus. I'm, we probably we don't. Didn't. Have it's just one of those things like. Because some people have little to no symptoms, you wonder, like, have we already had it? You don't know. Yeah, I, you're right. I don't know. I don't but either. most people don't know. You exactly. could be asymptomatic. Everybody could. We don't know. Right. So, um, anything else you want to say about the movie? <laughs> I don't know why that reminded me of that kids thing. <laughs> so, you want the penguins? So, you want the penguins? <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> yes. The kid snippets, that's what yeah. it is. <laughs> it's, I, so, uh, we're talking about these YouTube videos where kids record audio and like the I mean, kids, whatever audio they, they want to do, up. they make it up and then adults act, act out, out whatever the audio was. So, they like memorize the line yeah. and, and they oh, act the funny. stuff out. It, it is pretty funny. But that's what he sounded like. So, uh, anything else you want to say about the movie? <laughs> so, you uh, want the With penguins? The penguins? <laughs> um, uh, sorry. Anyway, 
Uh, no, I mean, I, oh, yes, there's one other thing I want to say, and it's, it's very superficial. <laughs> I really did not care for her hairstyle in the entire movie, and it yeah. really bothered me because the first time they met, she's like, oh, I just got fringe, but it's too short, and it's terrible, and uh, he says, oh, no, I like it. You're beautiful. And I'm like, yes, yeah, she's beautiful, but that haircut is awful. Yeah. And then it stayed the same for the whole movie. Why didn't they grow her hair out and fix it? The bangs look terrible on her. I don't like the fringe. I was very annoyed by that. Yeah. I don't like it. I know you were. Because Rachel McAdams is pretty, and they made yeah, her look she, not pretty. She's pretty. Not as pretty as Ruth, but she's pretty. Oh, stop. Don't suck up to me. I'm not sucking up. <laughs> I, th- I mean... You know, call me, you know, a, a suck up, whatever. But <clears throat> I'm looking at the screen, and then my wife is right here to my left. And I look at Ra- Rachel McAdams, and I look at my wife. I'm like, that's because it was Ruth very dark. Prettier. No, it was very dark in the room. You couldn't even hardly see me. That TV is very bright. We can, I can see you perfectly. <laughs> anyway, um, I'd say one other thing that I'm that I'm remembering. We haven't covered it all at all. The eccentric sister and. That was um, just an interesting piece of the whole, like. It, oh, that was one thing that bothered me too. Now, but finish your thought, and just, then I'll... you know, again, some of the things that make mo- the reason I watch movies generally is because I like to see myself in the movie, and you know, I think that for this movie, it was really easy to see myself in the main character and and Ruth in the Rachel McAdams character. Um, you know, they had a bunch of young kids, had a great, he had a great relationship with his parents, you know, that would, the dad in the movie would be my mom in real life. And then he also had this sister who was just off the wall, like just, just out there. And that's my sister and I love her. Um, but you know, she's, she's different than me for sure. Like she and I are very different people. You would never know y'all were related. Yeah. Um, so that was just one little extra piece of the movie that was just like, oh yeah, this like, this reminds me of me. Yeah. Yeah. So it just gave me, it made me feel a little, you know, closer connection to the movie itself. Right. The one thing I was going to say about that is, so the sister gets in this car accident. He tries to go back in time to fix her meeting the awful boyfriend that she's had for years now, which Okay, come on, dude. Like, shouldn't you have figured that out way before now? But whatever. Sometimes it takes a disaster for... Anyway. So he goes back in time to save his sister from ever meeting that guy. But then he changes his kid. Yeah. And that's super terrifying, number one. Yeah. Number two, it's so sad because... So, of course, he goes back to fix it to get his original daughter because when he came back after fixing his sister's boyfriend it was a boy and he's like freaking out yeah who's this kid so anyway his uh his dad was like oh yeah by the way you can't go back before your daughter was born because now i don't remember his explanation but basically if you do that the kid will change yeah it's just some butterfly effect right and then i'm sitting there i look at kevin and i go uh, maybe that would have been important to well, say. So, I guess the thing is, like, the way this movie works, you can all, if you go back and, like, 
do something and going back made it worse than the original. Like you can just, there, apparently there's like a reset button or something on their power. Yeah, I guess. So yeah, it's, it's not like, like a, Oh, I should have told you because now you changed your kid and you can't get well, a, your original but, one back. But then what happened to the little boy? Yeah, I don't know. He was just a like figment of an imagine. I don't know. It, that's where I know, and this is obviously yeah not real, far fetched. But still, the point is, hey, Dad, yeah. maybe you tell me that tidbit, especially when I'm about to have my first child. Like, oh, hey, let me pull you aside and just let you know this little yeah. detail. Yeah, <laughs> you had nine months to prepare. <laughs> you right. couldn't have just told me that. Yeah, and then the other, especially because he's close with his dad. Yeah. The other thing that I do want to cover really quickly, we haven't even, I haven't brought this up to you yet, but it is a little bit, uh, you know, the dad says, oh, no, I've never told your mother. And then so he just kind of follows suit and doesn't tell his wife about this power. And it's just, and like, it makes me, again, if I'm identifying with the main character, like, is that a secret I can keep from my wife for my entire life? But then at the same time, you tell her, and then she's like, well, what have you, mm-hmm. what redo, redos have you done with us? Right. And then it's like, is he going to come clean with everything? Like, I actually met you at a, you know, blind whatever thing, and then I had to reset that. Like, it, I understand how it would have been super difficult to tell the truth, but it's like, I would have expected the character to struggle with that or something. Not yeah, just it wasn't part of the movie at no, all. No, it wasn't at all. And he took his sister back in time. Right. He was like, yeah, I, I'm fine with telling my sister, but now obviously my wife. he didn't end up telling his sister because yeah, yeah, he went back mis- and undid yeah. that. But right, but yeah, that but was yeah, one it thing, is interesting. Like, that I felt like that should have been a part of the movie, like. I mean, I clearly that was not the focus of the movie, right? It was no, more yeah, about like you, what, what you've been talking about. Yeah, living. Yeah, um, again, it's just kind of a. I, I don't want to call it a plot hole, but just a. But just an interesting concept that they didn't. Yeah. Venture into right, but maybe because they didn't have time. Because this is a long movie. It was it's over like two over hours. two hours. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, I I mean, I really enjoyed it for what it was, which was. Here's kind of a blueprint of how you can live a better life and you don't need this power to do it. Like that's kind of what I was looking for when I was Googling, like give me a stoicism movie and and that's what I got. So I was really happy with it. Yeah. I liked the movie really. I did too. Um, So here's a little trivia. I know I asked you this yesterday, but maybe people, if anyone ever listens to this, will want to play along. But Rachel McAdams starred in another time traveling movie and i had no idea and you said the time traveler's wife yes but i was gonna pause so people could try to guess but you've already said it now yeah sorry (laughs) i don't even know what that movie is i've never seen it i've seen it once it's sad you know who is gonna listen to this podcast marco marco and he's listened to all of them and steve and our new friend steve so new friend we've been friends with them since we moved here from the last podcast true yeah yeah actually we'll probably do a podcast with them at some point some point yeah so marco hello (laughs) hi marco it's been oh happy retirement yeah marco he's retired and moved home this week that's so exciting he's in the military so you know that military retirement where I think you put in twenty years and then you get the government pension for the rest yeah. of your life. And I'm so excited for him and Camille. Yeah, 
I'm sure it's been hard on them. They might have another baby now. I mean, I hope they I mean, do. Who knows? <laughs> I keep telling them that Bennett needs yeah. a friend. That's what we, I mean, Marco. As you're listening, like we don't, <laughs> we don't know anything, but we hope. No, we don't. Know we would anything. love to add more kids to the St. Louis family here. So, um, and, and if you and don't, that's okay too. <laughs> congratulations on your retirement. And then Steve, Steve has listened to he last we checked all but one because he hadn't watched that one Will Smith movie. Which Apparently one? we spoiled oh. in a later episode anyways. Yeah, that was such a good movie. Uh, Collateral Beauty. Yeah, I want to yeah, watch I, that again. I did like that movie. Because I don't, I mean, I remember it, but yeah. I only watched it once. And yeah, I'd like to watch that yeah. again. So hi, yeah. hi, Steve. Hi, Marco. You guys are maybe the only two people <laughs> that ever probably ever listened to this. If Tate, Tate, Tate might Kelsey have might, this yeah. on your podcatcher of miss choice. You guys. Uh, we do miss you guys. and. Um, Hopefully we'll do another one soon. Yeah, I got all the equipment back out. Maybe uh, we'll have to have some suggestions, or hopefully they start releasing movies again. We did recently watch The Hunt. The Hunt uh, was pretty cool. Yeah, um, unnecessarily gory, funny. You know, I for what it was, I enjoyed it yeah. honestly. Um, okay, and then but, let me fire up this music again for some outro stuff. Yeah, but we don't have a next time on our podcast. Yeah, I don't know. Because we don't know what movie we're going to do. But we're supposed to do like the rating, right? Remember? Well, you did. I said I would give a thumbs up or a thumbs down because it's so hard for me to rate. Yeah, so. So you can give your rating. I'd say thumbs up because I liked it. I would watch it again. Yeah. I I, think it's a good movie. It's hard. Like, so again, my rating system, we've got 37 seconds till this music is done. Okay, so we'll tell it really My quick. rating system was like, if One it's to a, ten. a five is average. So it's right. not like a seven is average like most people do. So it's right. definitely better than average. Um, the plot holes are annoying. We didn't focus on that. But you, know, but you really liked the message. I really did. I would say seven and a half, maybe even an eight. Because, I mean, I shed a tear or two. I never do that. So right. um, it's pretty cool. So... Until next time. Until next time, this is We Talk About Movies. I'm Kevin. Oh, I'm Ruth. Bye. Bye. <laughs>